we want to create raving fans. And that's right. how we're going to grow our business. We're going to grow our business through our clients who are happy, our referral partners who are happy, our lenders who are happy, even pulling in favors because our files going in are clean. So for me, that biggest takeaway was focusing on that client journey, mapping it out, growing that team to support that vision, and also just kind of looking at things like it's a business as opposed to just a job. The most inspiring stories from today's most successful mortgage brokers. Join your host, Scott Peckford, on I Love Mortgage Brokering. Hey, Broker Nation, Scott Peckford here. Today on the show, I have Gareth Cahill. Gareth's a mortgage broker for the last three years. And prior to that, he worked in banking. And the cool thing about Gareth is in three years, he's already at $48 million in production, which is pretty crazy when you think about to go from a cold start. And the thing I love about Gareth is he's just an unassuming guy. He's down to earth. He's like a ninja and just quietly goes out and crushes 50 million a year, which is awesome. One of the takeaways I got from my conversation with Gareth is just the importance of having your entire loan process mapped out. We call it your customer journey. And for Gareth to be able to go basically double his business, almost double his business from 27 to 48, and he admits this, is that having that customer journey mapped out was absolutely critical. And you know, if you want to have a repeatable, scalable business, you need to have a process mapped out. So I think you're really going to enjoy this episode. Before you go, though, if you're a mortgage broker and you're funding at least 10 million a year and you're like, hey, man, I would love to get to 25 plus million, then you need to check out our upcoming workshop. We do this workshop once a year. It's at get25million.com. And depending on when you're listening to this, if it's available, you can register for it. If not, you can get on the wait list. But either way, it's our signature program where we teach you exactly how to do what Gareth has done, which is scale your business so that you can go out and do more business and also have a life because it's not just about making more money, which is nice, but you do need to also, you want to be able to do it well and not have to work 80 hours a week. So check out get25million.com and check out this episode with Gareth. Hey, Gareth, welcome to the show. Hey, Scott. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. Hey, man. So most people, when they're little kids, they don't say, when I grow up, I want to be a mortgage broker. So how did you get into the mortgage business? Yeah, you're right. I didn't see myself. To be honest, I wanted to be a teacher, believe it or not. I had plans to teach the world about geography, but that didn't work out. So I got a job in a bank back home in Ireland and it was a call center job. And just, I seen the mortgage department, I seen them making some good money back there. So I was like, yeah, that's obviously the next logical step. There's no exciting story to it. It just- Right. Just so it was just say, hey, you got into, it. yeah, actually I wanted to be a teacher too. My thing was always to teach kids. I don't know what, but, yeah. and I always like geography, but okay. So you got in the mortgage business through a bank in Ireland, then you started becoming a mortgage broker here. So how long have you been in the mortgage business now as a mortgage broker? In Canada, this will be year three. So this is my third year as a mortgage broker in Canada. And prior to and, that, you're working at a Canadian bank, right? Yeah. So I've been in the mortgage industry since, I suppose, my second year arriving in Canada. I got a, like the entry-level position within the bank, like the guy who opens the account, the guy who pushes the credit card on you, the guy who... Right. You didn't do any of that, though. They don't do that. They don't. Push no, that. God, no, 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 not at all. Not at all. But yeah, I did all that, that entry level. Everyone's a financial advisor in the bank. And, and that was me. My history back home is as a mortgage broker. I was a mortgage broker back home. So I did have previous before I came to Canada. You can't right. compare the two. It's very, very different. Okay. And so I'm going to ask, I'm going to get into the rest of the interview, but I'm always interested about learning things. So what's one major difference between mortgages in Ireland versus Canada? Well, I'd say just where the business comes from. And to be honest with you, over here, you have to fight for it. You have to go get it yourself. Me as an individual and my own business. Right. And back home, I worked for a company. I had the logo and I sat in a chair and they just fed me the leads. I just had to close them. Right. 
I did what I had to do to close the leads, but it wasn't. It you wasn't weren't like, running your own business. No, yeah. I wasn't. And I got paid a salary. So I had a base right. salary. So I wasn't on the breadline fighting tooth and nail just to make sure I can put food on the table the next month. I got paid a salary. I had that safety net. Right. That's a good way to start. So, okay. So I want to ask you about failure. So obviously failure happens. It's never fatal. There's always a lesson. So you think of something that you failed at, but now looking back, there was a lesson for you. It could be business or personal. Yeah. Do you know what? There is. When I was that banker here in Canada, when I had that first, like I was eager. I didn't want to sit on a $35,000 a year salary in the bank. I was ambitious. I wanted to climb the ladder quickly. And I suppose the quickest way to do that was to balance between the institutions. So I had a great manager when I worked in the bank and I saw an opportunity at one of the other lenders. So I moved to a higher paid position, but a lot more responsibility, a lot more demands on it. I thought I could do it. Selling mutual funds, the whole investment conversation. I quickly realized I hated it. I hated that conversation. It didn't go well. Manager was constantly on my back. Manager was constantly cracking the whip on me. I just couldn't do it. No matter what I did, I just, I couldn't get people to convert their GICs into mutual funds, no matter what they wanted to do. Things started getting ugly, started getting into like performance improvement plans, started getting into a battle every single day with the manager. It was just a horrible place to be. Stress levels were through the roof, bringing a home to my family, my newborn kid at the time. And just, Mm -hmm. it was just an ugly, ugly place. What I did learn from that, what came out of it is I went back to my old manager and I just went, look, I made a mistake. I owned up to it. It's like, I shouldn't have left. Maybe I got ahead of myself. You got ahead of your skis, as they say. You get a little bit, you're like, hey, I want to go faster than you're maybe you're obviously now you're at a different level, but like that can happen. Yeah. And then, so luckily she welcomed me back with open arms. I always left on good terms and Mm -hmm. they understood my reasoning for wanting to leave. I left on good terms, but yeah, it got ugly with that bank and like, the extent where I was looking at what I thought was kind of bullying claims, that was the angle I was taking because I wasn't, I was pushing back a bit as well, to be honest right. with you. Well, people do say Irish people are stubborn. I don't know if it's true, but... Oh, they are. <laughs> I've heard a joke that Irish Alzheimer's, they forget everything but a grudge. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Terrible. I was coming out here to be abused, but um, I, I'm, I, I'm just teasing. <laughs> My family's from Newfoundland. So Newfoundland is basically like little Ireland. You know, if you've ever been there, it's very similar. I jumped in the back of cabs, taxis, whatever you call them here, and the drivers like, "Oh, what part of Newfoundland are you from? Dublin? No, not from here. <laughs> That's not a Newfoundland. No. Okay, yeah. sorry, I skipped a question. So the question I want to ask: What a quote? Because I do love quotes. And so, what's a quote that's had a really impact on your life or business? The one I've always loved, and the ones always stuck out, is the obviously the Mike Tyson one gets thrown out there a lot. It's just I love it, especially after the year we've had. Which um, is everyone's got a plan until they get punched in the face. Right. Just, and that happened this year for sure. Yeah, what a punch in the face 2020 was. Right. So there was another one that I've always kind of liked. I don't know if it's a success quote or if it's a famous quote, but I heard it. There's a podcast I listened to, not the Isle of Mortgage Broken. I also listened to this one, but a different one. And you have to have fire in your belly and your head in the freezer. And right. I've always loved that quote, just that need for passion and just that calm head around right. you. I love the quote, but the fact that you listen to other podcasts is completely... <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just messing with you. It's fine. Okay. So the punch in the face, the Tyson quote. So how have you applied that to life and business? Like, how do you apply? So does that mean you don't make a plan or you do or like, yeah. You have to plan. You do need to plan. You like, no matter what, you have to have a plan. You have to have direction. You need to know where you want to be, where you want to go. But the plan has got to have flexibility to it. You need to be able to maneuver. You need to be able to, yeah, you just need to be able to adapt. Once an obstacle is thrown your way and once something unexpected comes out of the blue at you, you need to be able to adapt and maneuver and, 
it could be for the best, it could be for the worst, or it could be... Well, in a way, the story you just told me about the job that you jumped into because you wanted to yeah. grow faster was actually that, that was a perfect example of that. You had kind of went into it, but then you had the humility to go back and say, hey, I made the wrong move. And now you ended up down the path of being a successful mortgage broker. So it's all good. So let me ask you about systems. So systems are a big part of running a successful mortgage business. What's the change or improvement you made to your systems in the last year? Change or improvement made the systems in the last year. Do you know what? Team, hiring team, getting that support in. For the first two or three years, I've always kind of had help, mainly in a part-time capacity, like the assistant side of things. But getting that full-time person in has A, it's a stress reliever. Mm -hmm. It helps with that kind of client experience and that client journey and just allows me to do more and more of the front-end side of things. So yeah, just getting that. Now, I've went through a few assistants to get to the one that I'm finally happy with. But yeah, yeah, just adding that extra member. How how did you know you needed to hire? So somebody else might be listening to this going, okay, am I at that stage yet? How did you know that you were like ready to have a full-time person? Do you know, mainly just the hours I was doing, which is ridiculous. I got away from the banking industry because I didn't like answering to people. I didn't, I wanted to be my own boss. I wanted to set my own hours. But setting my own hours didn't mean adding. Working less. Yeah. Being less of the family, working more. I wanted the opposite. So I wanted that person to come in, take some of the stuff off my plate and just allow me to be able to spend time with the family, allow me to do what I want to do. Now, so before assistant and after, what's your hours per week like? Is it changed yet? Or are you still in the like learning and figuring stuff out stage? Still the learning and figuring things out stage. It's managing. Now we're just trying to figure out the client journey, make sure that's nailed in, make sure that's perfect. Like my assistant only came on full-time in September this year. Before that, it was all part-time. So I'm right. still relatively new to having that full-time person supporting me. But even just having her there by my side, my big issue is letting go. Mm-hmm. I have a huge problem just handing that responsibility, that trust off to somebody else. I've always got that thought that can they do it as good as me? And actually, I'm reading one of the books that you recommended. What is it? Who, not why? Who, not uh, how? Yeah, who, not how? Yeah. yeah. And it just spells it out from the very first page. If you want to excel, you want to grow, you got to push that off to somebody else and just trust. Like have yeah. the vision and let someone else execute it. It's a fantastic book. So what about in terms of sales? What's the biggest change you made to your sales process in the last year? It's probably the same answer. Well, the assistant is helping me nailing down that client journey, figuring out what the client journey is in my mind, mm-hmm. and figuring out what that client experience is, and just really nailing it down. Again, it's been a, such a whirlwind two, three years. I'm still kind of figuring a lot of stuff out for myself. So okay, but, if you don't mind sharing, you can say in percentages if you like. So how has your business grown over the last three years? Or numbers, whatever you're comfortable with. I, I'm going to ask inappropriate questions because it's kind of what I do. So like, but you can feel free to like answer them. But that's um, what we do as mortgage brokers. We ask inappropriate questions. <laughs> I'm definitely proud of how my business has grown. I never want to see like it's boastful, but like, I suppose my first year, we did, I think we did 18 million in our first year. The second year we added, we were 27. And then yeah. year, maybe 48, I think we'll finish off the year with a couple of more weeks to go. Yeah, it's about 48, I think it is. So That's, And so what do you have for staff? So you 48 this year. What do you have for, you have one full-time assistant, you have a part-time, what other people do you have? So I have me, I have a full-time assistant who came on in September and just last week we hired another full-time assistant. My vision is I'm kind of going after that first national kind of model where we have the BDM, which would be me, kind of yeah. want to step away from the file side of things a bit, have full-time underwriter who can just underwrite the business and then have the full-time client care manager who can add the polishing bits to it, just be very focused on that. Yeah, client. taking care of the client experience and communication. And it's one of the best ways to get more capacity out of a great underwriter is to give them 
a fulfillment yeah. person, if you will, or a client care specialist. So that makes a lot of sense. All right. So for you, what was your biggest kind of takeaway from being part of our training program? Again, the focus on that client journey and the focus on that team building was for me, one of the biggest takeaways, we want to create raving fans. And that's right. how we grow our business. We're going to grow our business through our clients who are happy, our referral partners who are happy, our lenders who are happy, even pulling in favors because our files going in are clean. So for me, that biggest takeaway was focusing on that client journey, mapping it out, growing that team to support that vision. And also just kind of looking at things like it's a business as opposed to just a job. Where do I want to be? How do I want to see this grow and growing that team to support that vision? Yeah, but that was right. one of the like that client care piece and that's that client journey. Just that's where it's at. I feel like that's the secret. Right. If you get that, it unlocks everything else. Because otherwise, there's no point hiring people. There's no point. You need to have a plan recipe. So it's good. All right. So I'm going to ask you some rapid fire questions. You can answer these as shorter answers if you like. So what's the number one thing holding back most mortgage brokers from being successful? Training, education. I don't mean education as in what you get in school, but just mean like we do the course. What you do it in the weekend and now you're a mortgage broker, but it doesn't stop there. There's so much learning that can be done. We're very lucky to have such a great community. And such very much experienced mortgage brokers out there who are just more than happy to share their own knowledge. But, you know, it doesn't stop. The books, the courses, the seminars, the workshops, just so many resources out there to keep learning. And I feel sometimes you might think it's easier than it is. I just sit back. I got my license. I'm ready to go. Here's my five-year fixed rate. But no. You're just at the starting block at that point. You're like, okay, you just got your ticket to the party. Now it's like, now what? Like literally, it's very much beginners. Yeah, I feel like I was looking, if I had that kind of apprenticeship in the bank, essentially, where I had that experience where I could learn about mortgages, the process, everything, which I don't know if a lot of people out there have had. Maybe they're in a completely different industry beforehand, got their license and away they go. But yeah, never stop learning. Never stop learning from your peers. So do you have an internet resource or software program you use that makes your business more successful? That is all stuff I'm introducing right now. It might sound cheesy, but just email on the phone, to be honest with you, is what has led to our success up until now, just constantly being on the phone. That's the reason why I hired, so they could take the files away and I could be more on the phone, be more in front of the clients, be more talking. Obviously, with what 2020 kicked in, Zoom, this platform, that video technology, BombBomb. Right. And using BombBomb quite a lot. Again, just puts that face-to-face and the feedback from clients from that video messaging to them is phenomenal. They love it. Okay, give me one example of where you use BombBomb. Right after that very first call. Is it a custom video or a one that you use? Two seconds. I neglected a bit in 2020 because we're all working from home. You don't have your hair done. You're like, I don't want to do a video. (laughs) I got to do my hair. I'm in my dressing gown. I haven't brushed my teeth. But that first call comes in, talk to the client, you go find out what they want to do. You're having that discovery conversation with them. You tell them all the details that you want them to send over to you and just a quick BombBomb video Hey, listen, thank you very much for reaching out. It was great catching up with you. Looking forward to speaking again. Just want to send you a quick video. Say thank you. Put a face to the voice. And again, it's just a reminder of what we ask them for. So if we ask them for pay stubs, bank statements, this is the reason why we ask for that. It's just that reminder. Right. I love that idea. Okay. So if you could recommend one book for our listeners, what would it be? Well, you mentioned earlier about the Who Not How, but the Goggins one loved it. I couldn't put that down. You can't man. stop me. It was a good book, wasn't it? Yeah. Can't hurt yeah. me. Can't hurt me. Now it can't stop me. This is a new book. It can't hurt me. And now you can't stop me. No, he's actually got a clothing line I saw come out, which is, oh, yeah. I'm so glad for him because he seems like the kind of guy who would live like a monk, sleep on a wooden pallet. And I'm like, good. Like you're inspiring people. So it's not bad that you have some way that you can monetize it. Like that book was just phenomenal. And even better was the audiobook for it, where it was kind of done like a podcast. So if audiobooks aren't your thing, that one. Have you read Living with a Seal? No, I have it on my list. It is him. It is so funny. Like I've read it twice because it's like, it's just, you got to read it. It's about him. 
So the SEAL is him. So in the story, Jesse Itzler is the writer. He's like, hey, I hired this Navy SEAL to train me for 30 days. When he wrote the book originally, he didn't say that it was David Goggins because Goggins is like, I don't want to use my name because I'm still working and stuff or whatever. But only later on, it came out that the back of the book, it's like, this SEAL was Goggins. Oh, yeah. So um, It's been on my list for ages. You got a list. Sorry, I didn't mean to hide But dude, anybody listening to this, if you enjoyed that book, that other book is just, it's a riot. This is my last question. So the DeLorean question, remember the movie Back to the Future? Yeah. The car, you could get into it, travel back, you know, 1985. So if you could go back to your first day as a mortgage broker when you left the bank and you jumped into this, what would be the advice that you'd give yourself? Not to be intimidated would be one of the main ones because like, I remember when I was in the bank and I was talking to the mortgage specialists and they're all thinking they're the cheese. They're doing 20 million a year, 40 million a year. That was my expectation about what you needed to do to be successful in this industry. They were the numbers I thought I had to achieve to like make a living. You can make a very good living doing that. Yeah, yeah. you're like, wait a second. This is way better than I expected. It's not what needs me. So I definitely tell myself, like, don't be intimidated. I've earned my right to be here. I've done my, like I said, my apprenticeship in the bank. I know what I'm talking about. Yeah, so I've earned my right to be here. I feel like I left a database of clients in the bank behind. Maybe I should have done something with those. Yeah. Uh, So call those bank clients and stay on the phone, stay on the internet. Don't run around the city chasing clients up. Don't run around the city driving the clients for appointments. Stay put and just... Keep going and your business from there. Right. That's awesome. Well, man, I love chatting with you, Gareth. And so maybe one day we'll have a Guinness. I like Guinness quite a bit. Do you like Guinness? MPC rolls around. Whenever we're allowed to do live events again, let's have a Guinness. And so if anybody's listening to this, where can they find you online? Cattle Mortgage Team. I love mortgage brokering community comment section. Episode 270, (laughs) whatever this is. I don't remember now. And then... I'm not big on my online presence, but I do got it. That's actually 2021's goal. Uh, dude, it's awesome that you're continuing to crush it and you've got two assistants now and excited to see what you do in this next year. Sounds good. No, thank you very much, Scott. I appreciate all the support.